0: Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that gives you just one educational page of Talmud every day. And today's page of 53 begins with a conversation about the differences between the people of Judea and the people of the Galilee. The people of Judea apparently were really careful with their speech. They were sort of smart. They were studious. Uh, and the people of the Galilee, well, Not so much according to the rabbis. What were some of the differences between them? The rabbis are having a conversation, and here's what they say. Furthermore, with regard to the people of Judea who studied from one teacher, their Torah knowledge endured for them, as their teacher provided them with a consistent approach. However, with regard to the people of the Galilee who did not study from one teacher, but rather from several teachers, their Torah knowledge did not endure for them, as it was a combination of the approaches and opinions of a variety of sages. Ravina said, with regard to the people of Judea, who would publicly disclose the tractate to be studied in the coming term so that everyone could prepare and study it in advance, their Torah knowledge endured for them. With regard to the people of the Galilee, who would not disclose the tractate to be studied in the coming term, their Torah knowledge did not endure for them. And it seems to me that right here we have a really brilliant disquisition on the topic of really what makes a good teacher and how a good teacher ought to prepare herself and her students. And it is my pleasure to welcome my dear friend and one of the finest teachers I know, Columbia University professor of Yiddish, Agi Lagutko. Hello.
1: Hi, Leo. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So, Agi, when you hear the rabbis sort of share this educational approach is saying, It's actually really important to study with one person who has one consistent approach and to make that person really your teacher. And it's also important for the teacher to give students a lot of opportunities to prepare in advance, to read the materials in advance, to think in advance. Does that resonate with you or is that just ancient advice we can afford to ignore?
1: Oh, it resonates with me uh, very much. And the first thing that came to my mind was sort of language pedagogy uh, with uh, different approaches. Should we give the students grammatical explanations ahead of time or just surprise them in class. But I have to say that the, um, the best approach would be to do a little bit of both and to try to engage the students with um, in a variety of ways. You know, there's this saying that's attributed to a number of people from Confucius to Benjamin Franklin that tell me how to do it and maybe I'll remember Show me, let me read it. I don't remember the exact quote now. Um, Perhaps I'll remember, but engage me and I will understand and retain. So I was wondering whether the one rabbi had this sort of approach that his students retained the Torah, the Talmud wisdom or not.
0: So when you approach your students, uh, when you are there to teach Yiddish, uh, which is, you know, a a subject that not a lot of us are exposed to, sadly, naturally, at home. Tell us a little bit about how you approach your students, how you sort of have them prepare, and how you kind of foster a teaching relationship and learning relationship with them that really makes them focus and learn and grow as students.
1: So I follow the role model of my great teacher, who also happened to be Uh, My mom, Ola HaSholom, who was a math professor, and you know, math is everyone's favorite subject. (laughs) And she sort of, in the course of her long career, came up with the idea that in order to really help students engage with the material, you have to start with ensuring that they have faith in themselves, that they can do it. You know, learning math, everybody's anxious, that you cannot do it. So what she did first was work on them sort of psychologically to encourage them and make them, believe that they can do it. And then she would try to sort of show them how um, what real-life application math has. So I'm trying to do the same thing in a sense that's, you know, learning languages is also a very stressful and anxiety-provoking activity because you have to make a fool of yourself, make sounds that mean nothing at the beginning. So I'm trying to build up this belief in oneself in my students as a, as a starting point. I also think that a good teacher is uh, someone who is um, very passionate about the subject they teach. So They love the subject and they have vast knowledge. And then this just sort of transmits to students in a way, naturally, without without an effort. Because once you are passionate and enthusiastic about what you teach, students see that and they become enthusiastic and passionate about the subject. So this is one of my sort of approaches to teaching Yiddish at Columbia.
0: And I think that in a sense that, Maybe one of the things that rabbis were trying to touch on, right? Because I think when they say that the people of Judea studied from one teacher as opposed to a variety of teachers, that to me is is a way of saying that if you find one teacher, that certainly has been my academic experience, I want to hear if it has been yours too, but when you find one teacher who is really passionate about the subject, who is really knowledgeable about the subject, who really embodies an approach to the subject that you really love, that teacher could very often take you much further on your journey to learning and understanding than just going to a bunch of sort of journeyman experts and being with one one semester and another at the next, right?
1: Oh, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I've seen this happen at Columbia, and I guess I'm I'm sure it's happening at all universities, that one student finds the one teacher. They try to take as many classes with them as possible. And this is what I've been doing as well. But I have to say you're right, that having great, passionate, uh, knowledgeable teacher can take you a very long way. I still think about my teacher of Polish literature who, uh, you know, when I was in high school, whose approach I'm still using to thinking about literature and about teaching. So you're right. But it's not always possible to have and not everybody is lucky enough to find this one teacher. So I guess there is something to experimenting or exploring our various approaches as well. I'll be sort of a, an advocate for both.
0: Well, Agi, your students are lucky to have you as a teacher, and I think that's a good piece of advice. You could be like the people of the Galilee and and experiment with different teachers until you find the one teacher who's very passionate and knowledgeable, at which point be like the people of Judea. Professor Agi Legutko, thank you very much for being our guest.
1: Thank you so much. You actually nailed it perfectly. Thank you.
0: This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Libowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon.